Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode 16, week 14. Um, Before we get started, remember we're available anywhere you get your podcasts, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. All right. So quick recap of week 13. I didn't have to go back and look or listen to the podcast because I was pretty much on the right side of every game last week, um, except for Washington. Steve, you were mostly with me. I think you were on the different side on a couple games, Atlanta, Houston, Buffalo. Um, I will mention, I think we both changed our pick from the Jets to the Eagles when we found out that Gardner Minshew was starting. Um, And you were on Washington, which was the one game I had wrong, and the Chiefs, which was one game I just didn't feel comfortable with. So let's hope for another good week this week. Um, somehow I kind of feel like this might be a bloodbath, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so week 14, you've been doing well. Um, I wish every week could be like last week. Then I could quit my day job. Uh-huh. All right. So we have four teams on by this week, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Eagles. And first game on the card is Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by 10 points. Um, This is a division game. These teams played back in week 10, where Kansas City won 41 to 14. Um, I really think that game kind of turned. That was that fluky play with Deshaun Jackson, where he kind of looked like he was headed the wrong direction. Um, Fumbled the ball. That took the points away from Vegas. It was his first game as a Raider, right? I think it was, yeah. He looked disheveled like he had been on the field all year. Uh, um, And so, I mean, obviously Kansas City covered handedly in that game, but I kind of feel like it could be more of a uh, back and forth game like the two meetings these teams had last year. Now, the one thing that a lot of teams have been playing this cover two defense against the Chiefs, which has been very effective. The Raiders did not do that when they played in week 10. And um, Patrick Mahomes looked like the Patrick Mahomes of old. He threw for five touchdowns in that game. Um, so I don't know whether the Raiders will make the adjustments, but I, I feel like maybe they can keep up with them a little bit better in this game. What are your thoughts? Well, either way, that secondary is very young. <clears throat> they got a lot of rookies playing in that secondary, and um, I don't know even if they switch over to the cover two. I mean, it's going to be effective in keeping Hill uh, from those big play strikes, but they, I think they have too many weapons. The big problem for me with um, Vegas is that Darren Waller's not playing. He's is he out. definitely out? Yeah, he's definitely out. Um, so he's going to miss another game here, and I don't see how they can keep it close with him out of the game. They probably get a, you hopefully get a strike uh, from Deshaun Jackson, but I just don't think that. Vegas has the firepower to stay with Kansas City because Kansas City is starting to roll. Um, their are they defense, starting to roll? Well, their off- defense play better. So this is what people are starting to get caught up on. Is Patrick Mahomes doesn't look as good as he has in previous years. And that's true. But their defense is really playing well. The Chiefs are keeping uh, teams out of the end zone. Low scores. They're covering these without scoring 40 points. So um, they're on a little bit of a, a roll cover here. I'm going to stay with Kansas City. 
All right. So you're on, we're on opposite sides of that one then. All right. Next game up is the. It's 10 points. I mean, it's a lot it's of a points. It's a lot of points. But, um, especially next, division matchup. Yeah. Uh, next game up is uh, New Orleans at the New York Jets. It opened at minus six and a half in favor of the Saints. It's down to minus five and a half. Uh, so we'll have Taysom Hill starting in this game. He did have the the finger issue um, last week, but I don't think he has an uh, injury designation for this game. I'll and, tell you what he does have. He has the best player on the field back this week in Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and I think that's going to be a game changer here. But uh, I'm curious to see what you're going to think about Zach Wilson up against that Saints defense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think my what I was going to say before you cut me off was that I don't think, um, you know, Taysom's Hill, Taysom Hill's strength is throwing the ball. It's more his running ability. Um, they will have Alvin Kamara back. They'll also have Teron Armstead, their, one of their tackles back, and their defensive end, Marcus Davenport. Um, the other tackle, Ryan Ramchuk, is still out. Um, but the uh, Jets have proven in the past that they can be run on pretty good. So I think the Saints can rely on their <coughs> run game and their defense um, to pull out this victory here. And they obviously need the win. So well, the key is going to be the passing game, the short passing game to Kamara. I mean, he's going to get some yardage running the ball, but um, having him out of the backfield just gives that outlet to Taysom Hill, which he feels most comfortable with, right? Because he's not a developed quarterback and he's not going to try to force the ball downfield 20 yards. So when that outlet guy is Alvin Kamara um, and you're playing against the Jets, I expect him to get in the open field and probably make some big plays here. So, yeah, the number is down, uh, like you said, to five and a half. Um, I actually see it at four and a half in one place, but then next to it, it's six and five and a half. So I think it's probably going to start going up because um, I'm, I'm not surprised. sure how recent the Alvin Kamara news came out. If that okay. will no. affect the I line. Say I'm surprised that the line went down, but yeah. Um, all right. I so mean, Zach Wilson against the Saints defense. I mean, the Saints, what they've lost two in a row, I think maybe three. Um, so, you know, this is kind of a get right game for the Saints, even though it's on the road is what I'm looking at. And with just Alvin Kamara back, the defense against the rookie Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, we saw. Could, this could get ugly, actually. I mean, we saw um, Zach Wilson go up against Bill Belichick a few times. It wasn't pretty. So I think, you know, I'm sure. I mean, the Saints are still in the playoff same. hunt here. You know, they're one of those teams vying for the wild card. So if any of these teams that are sitting there like a game or two below 500 can get hot, and they all believe they can get hot, and why not the Saints? I mean, listen, they're going to let a lot of frustration out on the Jets is the way I feel. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think they've lost more than a couple games. I think the last game they won was the Bucks game, which was like Halloween. Well, I can tell you right now, well, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Five. Yeah. Five in a row. Yeah. Because it goes all the way past the Eagles. Yeah. So. So, yeah, they lost to the Falcons, the Titans, the Eagles, the Bills, the Cowboys. Yeah. And none of these games were really close. I mean, the Titans were close. Um, the Falcons originally, um, we had that game. Yeah. Saints has got to win this game. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're both on the Saints there. Uh, next game up is San Francisco at Cincinnati. So a lot of injuries, questionables in this game. We have Eli Mitchell running back for San Fran out. Um, Debo Samuel is questionable. Joe Mixon is questionable with an illness. And Joe Burrow um, dislocated his pinky in the last game. Um, so I'm not sure how much that will affect him, but I don't think he has an injury. 
designation. So both these teams lost last week um, after playing pretty strong for a while there. Both teams are going to need the win um, to stay in the playoff race here. So I don't have a lot of justification, really. I kind of feel like Jimmy G was playing a little over his head for a while there, like playing too well for Jimmy G. Um, I think he came back to earth a little bit last week. He um, didn't have Debo. He did not have Debo. Um, he did have George Kittle. And so like, here's the problem for me game. with this whole Debo thing, right? So he looks really good, especially for fantasy purposes. He's They're, they're handing the ball off to Debo, right? He's getting like eight or ten carries a game. Um, and, he's, and they're still throwing the ball. He's not getting any less uh, targets in the receiving game. No, I think and he is. Then he gets hurt, you know? I mean, and well, that's the problem. Because that's why he's a wide receiver and you're using him as a running back. That's exactly my point. An like, you injury know? prone wide receiver and you're making him a running back. It's probably not a good call. But what does that say about what Kyle Shanahan thinks about his run game? And now with Eli Mitchell out. Well, they're banged up and a lot of injuries. But, well. you know, I would take another guy who's maybe the third running back and try him to do that. I mean, the problem <laughs> is, is that you start getting more hits and hits and the guy's not eligible to play. 49ers can't afford to have Debo out. So I would definitely monitor this game and make sure Debo Samuel is going to play. It sounds like coach is talking about he expects him to play. He's been talking about he's given the same update the last three days. So he expects him to play. So specifically, he sat out. Debo sat out Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, he was, I guess, a full participant, but it was a limited practice. Like they were just, it was a relaxed day. So it was easy to participate in. So the key is going to be, again, this is Friday night. Now we're talking Saturday. What is the participation like uh, tomorrow? Does it look like he's going through the normal walkthrough and he's getting ready to play? Because honestly, you can't even think about taking the 49ers in my mind if Debo doesn't play. However, I will say Myself, I think this is a Cincinnati game. I agree that Garoppolo is playing over his head. Um, Debo is obviously going to be a little nicked up, so I don't know that you can count on him even if he plays the whole time. And um, even though Kittle is back, he had a huge game. Um, you know, I think Cincinnati's defense good enough if it's just a one, you know, George Kittle most wep- most like used weapon and Debo's not there or is limited. They're going to have an easy time, I think, um, teeing up San Francisco. Are you so. worried about Burrow's finger at all? Not particularly. Okay. They haven't been talking about it at all. So, you know, he, he um, in the game last week, the score is kind of a little tricky in this one. As we were watching the game, it was 40, the final was 41 22. Um, and they, I think it was like 23 or 24 to nothing mm-hmm. for San Diego. This is the San Diego Cincinnati game, but then Cincinnati came back and they scored a bunch of points. San, uh, San Diego, I keep calling them San Diego, but the Los Angeles chargers, um, rallied dead and scored a couple touchdowns late to, to roll. So, you know, I think that he's okay. He should be fine. And I think, um, San Francisco to me, I is I, just not on that playoff team type tier. I think they just missed. They're off the cusp. And Cincinnati's a team that needs to make a run here. I mean, they are a playoff team. They're second in the division um, behind Baltimore, who's eight and four and very well could, you know, we'll get to that game, but very well could lose coming up against Cleveland. And it's a log jam. I mean, you have, you have Pittsburgh at six and six and one Cleveland, a little bit below them, six and six. You have to play. Uh, since he's seven and five, Baltimore's eight and four. So since he needs this one win bad. Well, and I didn't I didn't mention the line. So the line opened at minus two and a half in favor of Cincy. It's shifted to minus one and a half in favor of San Fran. And I guess that's a playoff Debo, you know, probably playing. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. And it's based off the read from what the coach is saying. But I mean, I'll I mean, take- San Fran. Don't get me wrong. San Fran's playing for everything here too. They're six and six, right? Um, so they're wide open in the NFC wild card race. But I just don't see them making it, and I don't see them, you know, particularly doing well in this game yeah. on the road. Well, so I mean, I'll take the line movement because I'm going to be on Cincinnati there. You like Cincy? Yeah. All right. Next game up is even more reason to take it when we're on the same page. Jacksonville at Tennessee uh, to open at minus nine and a half in favor of Tennessee. It's at minus nine. Um, this is obviously a division game. Tennessee will be coming off the bye. Um, I believe they will have Julio back. Still no AJ Brown. Um, obviously no Derrick Henry, although they were able to get the run game going with um, Hilliard and Foreman in the game against the Patriots. They had over Foreman's two. Foreman's the one that kind of interests me, right? You know, I is mean, it? Well, I, I picked up Hilliard because I'm kind of desperate this week. But um, Foreman was probably taken, right? I didn't see him in the list, so I assume he was. Mm-hmm. Um, People jumped on him a week ago. So, but they both had pretty good games and they had over 200 total rushing yards. So, and I was actually surprised to hear a lot of people on Tennessee at this line because Tennessee gets no respect and the loss against the Patriots before the bye didn't help their cause any, but I'm just, it's a play against Jacksonville more than anything else. I just think that they're uh, a bit of a mess. And there's some kind of drama going on there with them. Talk about them using the running back more. Um, they like prohibited the running back coach. Yeah, they like wouldn't let him speak at the press conference. So just kind of like, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors down there in Jacksonville. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I think it's called mutiny. <laughs> I'm sure with that coach. Jesus. Well, and then um, the quarterback said that uh, they need to get Robinson more involved. He's the best player on the team. He is. He's been the best player for the last two years. So, you know, and Tennessee's coming in here with two losses in a row. You know, I know you mentioned the Patriots game, but they also lost to the Texans 22 to 13 the week before. So they're not doing real well. I mean, we've, we talked before earlier in the season about how Tennessee seemed to be, you know, this is when Henry was playing. They needed one of those wide receivers playing either Julio or AJ, right? So they had both of them out last week. Um, so that led to a lot of the offensive Well, I think this, issues. The, the final score in that game is a little misleading because they were in it right up until the fourth quarter. And then um, Tannehill threw an interception in the end zone and that kind of shifted that whole game. But, um, you know, I have enough faith in Mike Grable coming off the bye to have a good enough offensive plan to beat Jacksonville anyway. This is an interesting game for me because it – it, if they're going to win this game, in my mind, they need Julio Jones. Yeah, definitely. And that's my problem is I just don't know if I can trust Julio Jones to A, play the whole game and B, be productive. You know, I just he, they got Shaquille Griffin coming back this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars do. He's a veteran corner. He's going to, you know, probably draw the coverage on Julio Jones. And um yeah, I don't know. I know he's not the greatest, but he's he's efficient. And, well, and Julio's got to be able to get to be able to make plays on him. I will say historically, I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry is a, is a different story, but um, Tennessee has always dominated Jacksonville in the ground game. They were the team where, and I still watch the replay of it, the 99-yard touchdown run that Derrick Henry had where he stiffed arm like the two guys. Um, That's beautiful. So, I mean, I think they can still get the run game going against Jacksonville. So... 
I mean, it's just so frustrating for me because I was Julio was one of my guys. You know, I tried to grab him in fantasy, was expecting big things. He hasn't really done much. Well, if he doesn't come back from the three weeks on IR and stay on the field and produce, then he's done. Yeah, I mean, this is the time he's I mean, got to step up, and this this is why I want to take Tennessee. But then I'm thinking, like, okay, in my mind, if Tennessee's successful and can win by more, you know, ten points, the number's eight and a half, nine points. So you're going to have to have a ten point win here. It's they're going to have to get valuable yardage, at least you know, 100 yards, 120 yards out of Julio Jones to win this game. And I struggle with, do I want Julio to do it or do I think Julio can do it? And I've been so disappointed this season with just the output that I think what's going to end up happening is I, I, be, I mean, I believed in Julio Jones. I'm going to stick with him because the pressures here is on him without um, AJ Brown in the lineup. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm hesitant to do it because I, I mean, he's going to play. He's going to be on the field to start the game. Does he make it through four quarters? I don't know, but do they need him all four quarters? If he can make it through half, he'll be all right. If it's, if it's, but he's it had way. four if weeks. Brown's playing here. Or more. If you reverse it, Brown, Julio's hurt and Brown's playing. I don't think I hesitate and take Tennessee with these points and later points. Um, so we're going to have to think a little bit more about it, but I'll tell you right now, I'm on Tennessee with you. Um, but come game time, I could flip. <laughs> I, I will and I'll never. tell you this, if Julio doesn't play, take Jacksonville. I will never take Jacksonville. I will. Um, all right. So next it's game. just business. <laughs> well, I would just not play it before I will pick Jacksonville, period. Um, next game up is Baltimore at Cleveland. This opened at minus one in favor of Baltimore. It's at minus three in favor of Cleveland. This is a division game. They played two weeks ago. It was a strange game. The Ravens won 16 to 10. Neither team looked good. I, I couldn't figure out the logic because the Browns are a was run. A game, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. Watch that one. The Browns are a run first team, but they came out throwing the ball. <laughs> it was just a very bizarre. It's the old, approach. I'm going to zig when they think we're going to zag because but they're it, expecting like, to Baker run. Baker Mayfield wasn't 100%. There was some kind of drama going on after they took the beat down from the Patriots. It just seemed like a bad game plan in that spot, especially. Um, on the other side, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions in that game. Last week, the Ravens lost Marlon Humphrey, who is their best um probably their best defensive player, best cornerback that they have left. Um, so this is a tough one for me. I don't really like taking Cleveland as a three-point favorite, but Cleveland desperately needs this because like you just mentioned, they're at the bottom of the division at six and six. Baltimore's at the top at eight and four. They've already lost to Baltimore. Um, so they desperately need the win if they're going to stay in this and i have enough faith i guess in their coach to think that he got them ready during the bye week and has a better game plan for this one um but the ravens have dominated the matchup they won both games last year so i think it i lean cleveland but it's not a i don't have a strong feel on it and these are two teams i kind of struggle with in general so it's probably not a good idea to pick a game when they're playing each other. But I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, Steve. I love Cleveland. 
Dude, Baltimore's a fraud. They're going to have a struggle down here at the end of the season, and I think they're going to struggle to get into the playoffs, even though it doesn't look that way now. They're 8-4 and four in the top of the division, but I love Cleveland here. I mean, I tell you, this is a good spot for Cleveland. They're getting Baltimore at home. Baltimore hasn't looked good. It's kind of a recipe out there to stop them, and, and Lamar Jackson is really the only one who's, uh, I mean, really producing anything out there. They didn't. They haven't looked good. Their offense has been sputtering. I think Cleveland gets back on here. You're going to have a big Nick Chubb game. Okay. All right. Next game up is Atlanta. They won't make the same mistake twice and come out firing. I hope you know, passing the ball. They can't. They won't. But by by the same token, since the Ravens lost Humphrey, like that would probably be the approach to take. That was what um the coach said was the reason they went for two at the end of that game is because they had lost him and they didn't have They gotta run the ball. They gotta at least try to run the ball and then play action because that's where Baker Mayfield can make his bones is off play action. He can't sit back there forty times a game in shotgun and just pick a defense apart. Where he's effective is when he's goes play action, he's on the roll and he can get guys open on the run. He's a nice little quarterback there. Very Jeff Garcia-ish, if you remember, uh, ex-49er and Eagle. I do not. Yeah, Jeff Garcia, probably like 2006, came in off the bench after Donovan McNabb got hurt and brought the Eagles back from a 500 record to win the division Hmm. and beat the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. In overtime, I believe, or at the end of the game with a field goal was awesome. Jeff Garcia is the man. But I digress. Most likely, Baker Mayfield... Is not as good as Jeff Garcia. If he was, they'd have a better record. But Jeff Garcia, we'll talk about it another day. I like Cleveland a lot. I think you take, uh, you lay the points here against Baltimore. And I'm um, looking for, you know, I think a 10 point game, if not more. That's I mean, I'm looking for the running game to take over and then start pounding. Well, because but I do think you, if I mean, they can break out and start scoring some points, I don't think Baltimore can stay with them. But do you worry because that's kind of Baltimore's MO? I mean, a lot of these games, they go down and then they come back. No. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next game. I feel like I just did this a minute ago. Atlanta at Carolina. Keep um, it moving, Steve. But you had to get some Eagles talking since they're on bye week this week, right? Got me excited with the Jeff Garcia talk. You don't know. I'm actually still excited inside to think about Jeff Garcia. I can't wait to be done the podcast. Dude, if you say Jeff Garcia one more time. I want to educate you on Jeff Garcia. Okay. You did it. Um, Atlanta at Carolina. It opened at minus three in favor of Carolina. It's down to minus two. This is a division game, correct? Do you know who Terrell Owens is? Yes. Okay. T.O. Of course. Um, division game. These teams played back in week eight. Uh, Carolina had Darnold at quarterback at that point. Um, they did win 19 to 13. Carolina is coming off the bye. They fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, during the bye. Um, Carolina Cold. <laughs> Carolina has a good defense. Somebody had to go. The coach didn't want it to be him, so he got rid of his coordinator. Well, I mean, don't you think like Matt Rule's done a pretty good job with the team so far? I mean, he's he's missing the critical quarterback piece. I mean, how else can you say he's doing a good team? I mean, like, I'm a big Matt Rule fan. Again, I have a good friend who's a Carolina Panther fan who's not a big fan of Matt Rule. And I watched him at Temple. Um, I watched him when he went down to Texas to coach. And I, I think he's a good coach. But really, I mean, I'm starting to listen to my friend probably a little bit too much. But what has he really done? I get he doesn't have a good, uh, solid quarterback position, um, which is something that 
that's integral in the NFL to win. But well, he's also, I mean, he hasn't really done anything that's that special either. You're dealing with CMC. <clears throat> I mean, he started the season. He yeah. missed a lot of time. He came back for what? A game. And now he's done for the season. So can't you make this ar- same argument for Mr. Brady who got fired? <clears throat> well, I don't know, like the backstory, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it was his fault, but. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, the Carolina defense has played well. Don't you think? Better than the offense, yeah. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> by the same token, I think Atlanta has a better I mean, offense. you starting running back and you're starting quarterback get hurt. <clears throat> They're off of the season. You know, what can you do? Well, I don't it's hard really to judge think these guys. Sam Darnold gets much, you know, but. Well, who you fire the GM there? Are you going to, you know, if you're going to blame all the woes on Sam Darnold. Well, I mean, I think it was, GM. A, it was a good idea to see because you didn't really know what Sam Darnold was. Now was we know. Brady's point to the GM. Now right we know. He walked his ass out like it door. wasn't Adam Gase's fault. Sam Darnold <clears throat> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the game. I lean Carolina because I think their defense can get them the victory, but I don't feel strongly about it. It seems like a lot of people are on Atlanta here. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, not much on this. I mean, I, I, I think you, you lean to the side where they just fired the coach and they rally around the, you know, each other. Um, somebody send a shot in the front office. Say, get well, your shit together. I, I don't and know. They Cam, send them walking. And I think that the Panthers will listen and they'll probably come out firing in this game. I and, feel like Cam Newton kind of took a shot at him because he said something to the like they asked him at a press conference. Do you feel like you played a part in him getting fired? And Cam Newton said he didn't know. But let's face it. You don't get fired if you're having success. So uh-huh. I don't know. That, that, like that was a strange comment, but maybe a Cam Newton is anybody who I mean, you're the I think you're the only one that's still listening to Cam Newton. Who the hell's listening well, to that's that clown? What I just said, but <laughs> um, all right. So Eileen Carolina, I don't feel good about it. So all right, next game up. Nah, I mean, yeah, find other games, right? Yeah. Next game is the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Washington D.C. It opened at minus five in favor of Dallas. It's at minus four and a half. Another division game. Is every freaking game a division game? Most of them are. There's um, a lot of division games lined up at the end of the year. The NFL's doing this on, you know, on purpose. Well, it seems strange, but anyway, okay. So Washington has won four straight games since they came off their bye week. Uh, Dallas has lost three out of their last five after a pretty strong start to the season. Um I went back and looked at the two matchups last year, but Dak was not in either one of those games. So I don't know how much we can take those into account. But Washington did win both of those. Um, it seems like a lot of people are on Dallas here. I mean, I think Dallas is probably overall the better team, but I think it could be a close game. So I'm going to take the points. You take the points? <laughs> I'm switching it up here. We're going to switch it up here. And go Washington football team. Yeah, was, I like him. I like Washington. I'm staying on him this week again. I think Dallas is a fraud. Everybody is talking about Dallas and how they're getting people back and that they're going to run through the Washington football team. There's no way in hell that's happening this weekend. I'm telling you, you're going to get more than a field goal. This is a three-point game. Take it all day. 
Uh, I f- strongly feel that Washington's going to win the game, but you know, I'm not even really talking about playing the money line. Just take the four and a half and walk. Uh, now, Mike McCarthy did guarantee a victory here. Uh, he's, uh, who cares? I mean, he could win and still not cover. But here's the deal. I think that they're going to make this division race exciting. And if Dallas wins this game with four left, three after this game, um, I think the division race is pr- pretty much locked in. But for Dallas to win, I don't think Dallas is that good. Let's talk about who's the best running back in Dallas. <clears throat> Tony Ballard. And he's not playing. He's not week. playing. So what are you going to do? You're going to lean on Zeke. Zeke doesn't have it left in him. So they're going to run game. They're going to have to throw the ball, which they can do if Dak starts getting running. But CeeDee Lamb should have a big game. But I don't think they can win this game with no running game. Zeke's going to have to step up and get some yardage. And I don't think he can against this defense. So I'm taking Washington all day. It's not even a question. Okay. I mean, I don't feel that like confident about it, but I am on the... Hail the Washington side. The I'm like, Washington. I'm gonna take take the points. Um, Let's do it. All right. So we're on the same side of that one. Next game. That sucks. Is spoken like a true Eagles fan, Steve. Next game up is Seattle at Houston. It opened at minus six and a half in favor of Seattle. It's you cheer for somebody. The Eagles are on a buy. It's up to minus eight and a half in favor of Seattle. Obviously, Seattle looked better last week than they have um, since Russ came back from the finger surgery. The finger's getting better. So, yeah, I think he's um, starting to feel better. You going to put one on you Coming back here? a little soon. Uh, we do have Davis Mills at quarterback for what? Houston. <laughs> and I don't know. He's a bum. Well, I don't know. Like, is Tyrod hurt? Because they officially said that Davis Mills will be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Which seems odd to me. Well, he's had two really bad games. Who? Tyron Taylor. Well, but I mean, how many bad games has Davis Mills had? Oh, Davis Mills is younger. So this is but, basically just them saying they're moving on from Tyrod Taylor. Well, I mean. Let's what be it, honest. The future quarterback of Houston is not on the roster. Well, that's true. But I would think that Tyrod Taylor still gives you a better chance to win games. So what that tells me is that the Houston Texans aren't trying to win games. They'll take their draft pick and. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because Tyrod so, Taylor, I mean, let's, let's I mean, he's make no bones about it. There's no question he's much better than Davis Mills. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that just strikes I mean, me as odd. bullshit. I felt like Mills gives us the best chance to win. Yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, hey, listen, they're definitely tanking. And I don't I'm not saying that the tanking is the wrong move here. But, you know, don't feed us a line of BS and think that we're all gullible and just going to take it because we've watched Davis Mills play all year. As soon as Taylor came back in the lineup, the whole team had to pick me up and they won a couple games. So, they, you know, the problem is, is that he's not the future. So what are you really getting out of playing him? So, you know, I don't, I agree with the decision. Just don't full feed us a line. Yeah. Of bullshit. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take Seattle there. I don't know how much more that line's going to move though. Um, yeah. I mean, Seattle's got to get some wins here. You know, they're, they're struggling. This is their MO though. This is Russell Wilson's MO, right? They typically struggle early in the season. In this case, they had a little combination of him struggling and being out with the injuries. So is it too late for them to get on a win streak here and make the playoffs? No, absolutely not. You got well, six and seven teams like in the hunt. Yeah, in but the, what's their record? Their they're record not, is four and eight. Yeah, so they're not six I mean, They would and have seven. to win out. 
you know, but it's going to start this week, you know, or started last week against the 49ers, really. I mean, you look at that defense against the 49ers last week. That score was third. That score was 30 to 23. The final. It was 30 to 23 with about four minutes left in the third quarter when Seattle went up by a touchdown and that Seattle defense kept them off the board. They had a couple close calls down there at the goal line, but they were able to bend and not break. So I think Seattle's starting to get it together a little bit. I look for Seattle to roll here against, you know, a struggling Houston team, especially with Davis Mills. All right. So we're both on Seattle. Next game is Detroit at Denver. It opened at minus eight and a half in favor of Denver. It's up to minus 10 in favor of Denver. Now, my first question is, what do you do with the Lions now that they won a game? Like, I don't know. I love taking the Lions and the points up to this point. But now I wonder, like, they got the monkey off their back. Is it like just time to be the one and whatever Detroit Lions? We also have some significant missing pieces for them. They are going to have no DeAndre Swift, no Jamal Williams and no TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's probably their three best offensive players are out. Now they have to travel to Denver, play in the altitude. Um, but I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't look good against the Chiefs last week. So I don't know what to do with this game. I don't. I don't know how you can take Denver as a ten point favorite. Should be confident in your first read. It was well, like this. You saw the clips from last week. The entire city of Detroit acted like they just won the Super Bowl. And you know, I'm not breaking their stones for doing so. I if it, if it was Philly, I would have been doing the same thing. I would have been out drinking beers with my buddies because it's depressing to go what zero and ten. Yeah. I mean, it starts to wear on your psyche as a fan when you're from these communities and there's no picking i mean it's just this is my team it is what it is and you start to live and die anyway these guys were very emotional last week there's no way in hell they're going into denver okay you should stuck with stick with your initial instincts i was so proud of you when you were talking early about this and detroit having a possible letdown i think denver's gonna roll all over these guys and with the you know the reason that you said their backup jamal williams not bad he's not even playing either when swift has been carrying them i don't you know what are you gonna do go to denver where it's hard to breathe and throw the offense on golf shoulders and tell him he's got no running game and you know go beat a solid denver defense it's not happening Two touchdown, three touchdown, whatever's, you know, if they're going to blow these guys out. All right. Denver. So you're going to take Denver. You want Detroit? I think I you don't started want Detroit. talking yourself in against it. I just don't, I mean, I think Denver wins the game. Do they win by 10 points? Yes. I think that's a big line to take Teddy Bridgewater. Like, should yes. Teddy Bridgewater be a 10 point favorite? In this game, although I, I did I like the fact that he actually threw a block when he threw the interception and the guy was See, running towards the end zone this time. I love the concept of like, cause I, love, I just love what we just said, but I just don't think it applies here. Well, let me, I do just, think Teddy Bridgewater can be a 10 point favorite against this team. He Teddy Bridgewater has shown flashes that he can be a, a good NFL quarterback. He's not one of these guys. And I love the concept again of, you know, should he be a 10 point favorite? Is that the right position for? that to, to say that i don't believe so in where this are game. they at in the division school denver yeah uh, denver is like fighting at six and six tied with the raiders in the afc west so, that's so they're only a game back from the chargers and two games back from the chiefs so they're in it i mean 
you know, you go into the playoff schedule, you're like, they're in the playoffs, right? New England, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and five is the is the wild card right now. So they're six and six. They're one game off. All right. One other thing. Not we, that they're getting the playoffs. I mean, we learned what are that we talking about here. <laughs> um, Demarius Thomas died yesterday. Like, does that? Oh yeah, I totally wanted to talk about that. Right? I mean, is that like yeah. motivation? Because it's not. I think so. It's not really the same team. Like he played with Peyton Manning. I mean, it's been a few years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it's motivation necessarily for the players. Maybe some because, uh, you know, I think he still had interaction a little bit with some of the players on the team. But um, it's been a while since he's played there. You know, obviously, it's it more affects his past, the past Denver Broncos. Uh, but I do think it, it plays in a little bit because, uh, you know, I think that it's something like that, even though it's not a teammate, it focuses the players in. Um, you know, kind of brings it home to reality and even more so than other teams in the NFL. It's going to bring it home for reality for the players on Denver Broncos because he was historically a Denver Bronco. So is it like an emotion? Let's go win it for Demarius. No, but I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a heightened focus awareness around the situation, then attention to detail, which leads to execution on the football field. Does that make sense? All right. I'm going to take Denver. I'm going to take Denver, but I'm going to blame you. <laughs> That's fair. You know, you do that every day of our life. I get blamed for everything. So why would that be anything different? Let's just throw the Denver Broncos in there right. on that list. All right. So next game up is the New York Giants. At Show a little personality. Why don't you? What's up? You a little tight? What's up? A little tight tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Oh. Stick to the game, Steve. <laughs> All right. Next game. Uh, New York Giants at the LA Chargers. Come on. We got four to get through. Let's go. I, it opened at minus seven in favor of the Chargers. It's up to minus nine. I think Daniel Jones has been officially ruled out. Mike Lennon was questionable with a concussion, but it sounds like he will. Um, He's a go. Yeah. He cleared concussion protocol. He will play. Um, I got a trivia question for you or just a question in general. Can I? Sure. You probably know this one. I don't still, I'll ask you the question. So it's not like I just say it and then I steal your thunder and then you get mad at me later for it. So who, if Mike Lennon could not go because he was still in concussion protocol, who would be the quarterback for the New York G-men? I never would have known this if I didn't read it, but it would be Jake Fromm, who they just picked up last week from the Bills practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. Everything too. the Bills practice squad and all. Um, So but you don't remember him, right? No, I'm not familiar. It's college. You would know him from college if you watch college football, but he hasn't really done anything in the NFL. Um, Well, he could have been he could have been the next Mike White. But let's be honest. You know, <laughs> Mike Lennon's coming out of the concussion protocol. It's not silly to think that, uh, you know, Mr. Fromm might not get into this game. All right. So anyway, we also have no Tony, no Gall- uh, sorry, no Tony, Galladay and Shepard are questionable. Uh, the Chargers will be without Keenan Allen. I think he's been ruled out. And uh, it sounds like Mike Williams, he was a close contact, but it sounds like he will be able to play. So I I like the Chargers here. I think I can take them up to like 10 and feel pretty good about it. What are your thoughts? 
With all that said, I like the Giants. I just don't think that the Chargers should be favored. Um, Against a backup quarterback? Yeah, I like him. Without half their receiving squad, which is kind teams. of standard operating procedure for them. Um, Listen, this is the game. They're all on one side. Take the other side. I can't give you a lot of stats to tell you why you should take the Giants. I know I just kind of banged well, on the backup back, quarterback. Can you pull back up those standings? Because where are the Chargers at? Because that's a close division. Well, the Chargers are going to win the game, right? But I'm just talking about the cover. So they definitely need this game. They're 7-5. and five. Again, we just talked about the AFC West rankings, and they're second. Um, so if they would win and then Kansas City would lose, they would be tied for first place. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely in it. And I think that they're going to win the game, but I just don't like the Chargers as like a blowout team. They don't blow out NFL teams. I think they teams. can. They Maybe they it. don't, but they can. I mean, no, they definitely can. They did it last week, right? And I almost Against think Cincinnati. I mean, maybe not having Keenan Allen there will. They they seem they came out in the early in the season and they were really throwing the ball downfield to Mike Williams. They kind of got away from that a little bit and were using him more like they've historically used Mike Williams. So I feel like maybe the absence of Keenan Allen will force them to take that approach, and that's probably the best approach for them. Because you love Mike Williams. I don't love Mike Williams. Yeah, you do. You're always like throwing him in FanDuel lineups and we're with Chargers games on. You're like, who scored if I don't say Mike Williams? You're like, ah. Oh. Well, because, no, he's one of those players that's on my team that will have a monster game when he's on my bench. And then when I put him in my lineup, he does nothing. He should so, just be on your bench. <laughs> well, it comes down to either him or Julio this week, and that's a tough call. No, this week, especially if, uh, you know, if he's going to be the number one receiver, you got to go. Put him in there. But don't you think I got to put Julio in there? Who's your other receiver that you're definitely putting in? Well, I have Diggs, McLaren. I have no running backs, mm. but I got too many wide receivers. Can't start four. No. That's a tough one. I might take out Diggs. I would. I honestly, I would. Ooh. Well, we'll get to that game. We haven't gotten to that game yet, right? That's next. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I would go Julio. Well, here's the thing. The thing is, regardless, you, I feel like if you start Julio, you'll get burned, just like you're saying with Mike Williams. And if you sit him on a bench, he'll go off. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm and expecting Julio to have a monster game. I would start Julio for purposes of this. Well, for this week, go Julio. Regardless, that's that's how it's going to play out. Whichever one is on my bench is the one that's going to go off. Um, okay, but moving on. So you're you would take the Giants there. I don't like it. I'll grin my teeth. And it's one of those everybody, nobody's going to take the Giants. So take the Giants. So let's say, would you take the Giants at minus seven? Yeah. Really? A touchdown? Yeah. Okay. That's probably the mark for me. All right. Next game. It's going to be like a weird, they'll keep them close. Uh, Giants will play good defense and the Chargers won't get a lot of offense going. Okay. All right. Next game up is Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Uh, open at minus three in favor of Tampa. It's at minus three and a half. Uh, so obviously the Bills had a tough loss last week and kind of a weird game with the, the bad weather. Um, took a lot of criticism. And I think their coach, he was really like fired up during that game. Um Kind of called out some of the players in the the post game press conferences. Um, 
The Bills have no run defense, obviously, so I think it could be a big Fournette game. Tom Brady, obviously familiar with the Bills from his days with the Patriots. So my initial take was going to be Tampa Bay. But, I mean, if you're Buffalo in this spot, I mean, you've got to win this game. So it's tough, I think, especially with that hook on there. I think it could be a three-point game. I mean, I think Buffalo can keep up with them. So I um, I kind of want to – I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to take Tampa, but I kind of think you have to take the points. And um, what are your thoughts? I think Tampa's playing too well. Tampa can be beat, but not by Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo can't beat good teams if they're playing – De- like decent to well, if they're if they're playing a good team that is struggling or maybe has some key injuries, they can scheme up and win. Um, but especially when you're talking about a defense who's starting to play a lot better, um, starting to gel. They Allen's showing now that you know over the last couple of weeks he's playing good defenses and he's struggling. You know, All right. Well, now you're just talking me back into Tampa. Bay. I, I like Tampa. I, listen, when I started looking at this game, I was on <laughs> Buffalo, and then I started thinking because I think it's a good spot for Buffalo after, especially after they lost last week. But Tampa's five and zero at home. Buffalo struggles against good teams, and but and Tampa's not the like their defense isn't the best, but they're getting better, and they haven't given up as many points. Well, I feel like, they were at the like beginning of the season. Tampa Bay has a better run defense. Obviously, the Bills don't really run the ball at all. So, and I how mean, the hell is that defense going to stop Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette's well, playing I guess that's the thing. I the mean, best football he has in the last three or four years. We've seen um, a lot of teams have success running the ball on the Bills. So, Tampa's scaring me because if they're going to start playing well, because my whole thing, if you were listening like a week or two ago, is they can't really perform. The, they're not Tampa without Antonio Brown. He's a key missing link. But they have another guy in Gronk that has been a playmaker in the absence of Antonio Brown, especially recently. And it, and the, they've been scoring a ton of points. And I think it's effective. They take their shots with Gronk because he's getting a little old, so they're not throwing him, you know, 14 passes a game, but they're taking their shot on third down when they need it, and he's converting the majority of the time. Anyway, I like Tampa here. I don't think there's any way that they lose this game. But do you think it could be a three-point game? Like, do you think they yeah, can, can? I mean, it could be a three-point game, they, and it could be tight, and maybe Tampa Tampa, like, you know, Buffalo plays well. I'm now, sure Buffalo, that they're going to want to put out a, after they looked horrible last week. I mean, and you can't really – how hard can you, you know, blame them for the win that was going on in that game against New England? It was difficult to get a real measure. So that's the only thing that scares me is that they're kind of maybe feel a little embarrassed based on the fact that they lost to a team that ran the ball uh, or passed the ball, what, twice? Yeah. <laughs> so – that's the only thing in the back of my head that I was thinking, okay, from a situational week-to-week standpoint, this is a good spot for Buffalo. But then I looked at it, and, you know, it's an interconference game. So sometimes I mean, it is interconference, but to show the up extent these, Tom Brady. These interconference games because they're like, it's not that important in the standings. Yeah, but to the extent like Tom Brady used to be a Patriot, that was a division game. Mm. I mean, they've got to take uh, this a little you know, more. I almost, I'm almost, the more I'm talking, I feel like Buffalo's probably dejected after that loss. Yeah. Because it's almost like 
you know, because it's New England. It's the big guy that they're trying to beat. They had their way with them. They thought that they were going to start this dynasty, Buffalo, and they can't even beat New England um, into year two of this run after they showed that they could win a division. So now if the Patriots take a two-game lead up on the division, it's got to be very disheartening and tough to rally back, especially against the former Super Bowl champions. Anyway, I digress. Tampa Bay, take them. All right. I like to take them at three, though, instead of three and a half. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a silly question. Of course, I love it at three. Three and a half scares anybody. Buy the hook or, you know, I don't yeah. know that's going to actually matter. All right. I'm going to have like a 38-20 score or something like that. All right. Next game up is Chicago at Green Bay. It's at minus 12 and a half in favor of Green Bay. Chicago will have Justin Fields back at quarterback. He was the quarterback when these teams played back in week six. Green Bay won that game 24 to 10. This was the Rodgers I own you game. Um, So now they're back in Green Bay. Um, Was Green Bay on a bye last week? It must have been. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think Green Bay wins this game. They have historically um, dominated the matchup with the Bears, which is a division game as well. So it's a big line, though. I, I, I worry more about like a garbage time cover here than anything else um, at that big of a line. But I definitely think Green Bay wins um, So maybe put it in a teaser. What do you think? Um, I just think that Justin Fields will be able to keep this game with inside 10 points. So I want to take Chicago to division game. This is, you know, the rivalry game for the two of these teams. So it was a 14 point spread in the beginning. Again, it was the beginning of the season. Justin Fields is starting to mature a little bit as a quarterback. And well, this a will be better. his first start now after quite a few games. Yeah. So I think that, you know, with Justin Fields, they'll be able to keep this game within that 12 point. It's just too many points. It's a lot of points. I mean, they could very well, very well win at the by 12 and a half. But. Yeah. And I don't trust Rogers coming out of the bye. Why? Box. Oh, he's got all that money. You know, he's spending it for a week. So he's probably coming in. He's going to come out soft. I know he's going to be fired up to play against Chicago. Well, I, I, I guess does. they're going to win the game, but 12 points is a lot. To what extent his comment when he was in Chicago, maybe fires them up a little bit. So maybe to you think a little more. I don't know. I would be using that as bulletin board material all day, all week. If I was the coaching staff in Chicago, but and I'm sure Matt Nagy is doing just that. So, all right. And last game on the card the best game. is the LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. It opened at minus. Oh, one thing I did want to mention on the last game at primetime games, like my number one thing is where's the money go the opposite. So the Chicago Green Bay game is probably the number one game where there is um, a big, a large difference on where the money is. All the money is on Green Bay. So that. Yeah. That, that feeds right into it. Now. So moving on to the Monday night game. This is a division game. These teams played back in week four. The Cardinals um, pretty much smoked the Rams 37 to 20. Um, this was the game the where. Game wasn't even close. Where the. Well, the Cardinals had <laughs> lost eight straight games to the Rams. So that was like their motivation to come out and, and get the win against them here. Stafford 
obviously not a hundred percent came out really slow the last game. Like, I mean, it was like Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle. Um, and then they finally got it going more in the second half, but I definitely don't think he's a hundred percent. I think Kingsbury's kind of underrated as a coach. I mean, what he's done with this team this year, um, is pretty impressive. I mean, they've come out and dominated some teams. So just looking at the game straight, I take the Cardinals all day. Right now, the money is is even. I mean, it's like 60-40, but it is in favor of Arizona. So I would watch that as we get closer to game time. If the money is heavily on Arizona, then I would shift to the Rams. Listen, I think it's an embarrassment that the Rams have tried to force their – I feel like I'm watching the Eagles with Howie Roseman, like play our draft pick, play our draft pick, that they're playing this Henderson scrub, which, you know, okay, he looks decent, but well, there's no reason why Sony Michelle should not be the starting running back of this football team. Since day one, when they made that trade, it was a genius move. So now – it uh, looks like Sonny Michelle's getting a little more active in the offense, and I like the Rams. And this is the time where I was talking before about where the Rams are going to start coming coming together. And this could be the catapult into the playoffs where the Rams make a deep run. But wait run a minute. Into, Who did the Rams play last week? They played Jacksonville. Jacksonville. They won 37 This to is seven. like It's like a Bills conversation where, oh, my God, they're so awesome because they smoked this fucking shitty team. No, no. It has nothing to do with Jacksonville. Like I said, Jacqueline, if you were listening, weeks ago, I made the point that they reminded me of Tampa Bay from last year. But they haven't done it. Exactly. They so if lost you would, to good teams. So if you would let me continue. Okay, go can ahead. Can you stop cutting me so off? This is it. Maybe week, I would answer your questions. Week 14. So similar to Tampa Bay last year, where they plotted through the regular season until they got into December and then really started to take that cohesive step forward to where they won the playoff games and then won the Super Bowl. And I see how and what I spoke about was how the Rams are this year's Tampa Bay and that when December comes around, they're going to you're going to see that they're going to start to gel and they're going to start playing better. And then when they get to the playoffs, they'll be playing their best football and make a run to the Super Bowl. Okay. So it has nothing to do with Jacksonville. That game was in November. I was talking to Sarah. Actually, that game was in December, but, um, but you digress. I digress. (laughs) This game. I like the Rams. Right. I think, um, you can, uh, listen, it's possible that this could be a loss and then they pad a pulled in. But really, my feeling is that this was the game that was earmarked. As long as Stafford's not injured, like that's the only thing that worries me. Like you said, he looked a little sluggish um, two weeks ago. <clears throat> Last week, fine against Jacksonville. Sony Michelle coming in makes a big difference. I think he's much faster. He hits the holes faster. He's a little bit kind of like sneaky back where he can make people miss. Where Henderson's more like a north-south runner. Even though he's got some moves, he's more the head north-south runner and, and take on the linebacker. So I think for the MO of this team, Sony Michelle <clears throat> fits much better what they're trying to do. And can be more of an asset. out of the backfield uh, receiving the ball. So I like the Rams in this game. I think this line will probably get up to three by the time uh, kickoff comes Monday night and you jump on the Rams and I would look to continue with the Rams. I would love to bet you on this if it wasn't the primetime game. Why? Because the money worries me. No, Mm -mm. can't do it. So we don't have any bets. Um, Did you like Baltimore? No. You like Dallas? No. <laughs> Damn. Okay. 
Um, you can take Houston. I'll take Seattle. Never. <laughs> well, you want to, you can take the Giants. I'll take the Chargers. Right? Yeah. Okay. I want 10 and a half. No. Yeah. You get, I'll give you the current line minus nine. I want 10. No. There's mm-hmm. 10 right here. No. Nope. 10 and 10. Uh-uh. First two ones. I 10, got 10. nine. I got nine. All right. No bets since we didn't go through it. That's happened like through the podcast. We can't just sit here and <laughs> pick can't. games. Okay. Make the rules up as you go along. No, how our bets happen is you say something to contradict my pick. And I'm like, hey, you put your money where your mouth is. All right. Whatever. All right. So that's going to do it for us for week 14. Hopefully it's another good week. Peace out. <laughs>